Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED ON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Pleased to meet you. We're all glad you came. Won't you try and remember our name? What's up, guys? Welcome back to Locked on Sharks, your source sometimes three times a week, sometimes four times a week, sometimes five times a week. Um, If everything has to do with San Jose, even though they're not playing hockey, we're still putting out content because why not? Uh, I'm your host, Kyle Demetrius, and I'm back uh, with my co-hosts, as always, Eric and JD, the Pepsi and RC Cola to my Coca-Cola. I think they're all good, though. That's fucked up, man. (laughs) RC Cola is the worst. I don't really drink soda but i that's that's rude that's rude i don't understand i like, people, I like pepsi better than coke uh, i don't understand people who are like i can't taste the difference i'm like do you not have a tongue like people like i it, it drives me crazy i don't understand it there's a clear difference um it's did you know very... did you guys know that coke engineered coke to taste good warm so what they did was so like if you ever had like a, a warm Pepsi, it tastes like ass. But if you have yeah. a warm Coke, it still tastes like Coke. It's just warm. Um, they did yeah. that on purpose, which is like, food scientists are fucking wild. Why? But yeah. how often do you have a warm one? Well, if you're like, because it's big in the south. If you're working in like the fields all day and your Coke's been sitting out in the sun, like that's why. So, <laughs> it also, it's big too in like Georgia where they put like they put peanuts, like salted peanuts, in their Coke. It's like what? a weird thing. Yeah. So then you have like your Coke with the salt, like, cause you know, you get the salty sweet, but like people put peanuts like in their Coke. Have you guys ever done the salt in your chocolate milk? No. I have not done salt in my chocolate milk. That, what that kind sounds of weird, weird shit is that? Man? <laughs> Apparently it's amazing. Cause you get like a little bit of the salt and the sweet and salty, like salty caramel. Um, My favorite Coke thing though, is that, so canada and i think like parts of like michigan and shit like that call it pop right and then everyone else kind of calls it soda um or coke but in like a chunk of like the bible belt they call it coke so they'll be like can i get a coke and they'll say what kind and then they'll say like sprite or like can i get a coke pepsi or like a coke root beer makes no sense just zero sense i just say can i get a coke and then because i want a coke over pepsi and then it's that's yeah. fine, but they use it for everything. Instead of pop yeah. or soda, they say, can I get a Coke Sprite? Wait, who says that? It's like a chunk of the Bible Belt, like Tennessee into like Arkansas and Texas, like that middle section. Oh. Well, I, I good thing I can't heard travel that in my travels. Yeah, I have, I have not heard that in my, my travels. In the I don't think I travel to the Bible Belt. Uh, I was supposed to go to Bonnaroo in Nashville, but uh, that's going to get canceled, so... Um, Nashville's pretty cool. But we're talking about food, uh, which leads us directly into wow. our newest prospect. Wow. That was a stretch because we weren't, it was like talking about soda. It's not even food. But that, <laughs> we had I'll, peanuts I'll, I'll, in there. I'll, that's true. Yeah, I'll peanuts. Take it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to accept your, your segue just because it's difficult to get. Uh, it's also get the middle going. of May. <laughs> yeah, it's also the middle of May. Nothing's happening. The only honky yeah. news is that. They were going to do the draft in early early June. Now they're not. Now they're trying to do a 2014 playoff in like six different host cities, but they also want to do the finals in Vegas, and it doesn't make any sense. 
Um, whatever. We're not making it. The Sharks, no matter what. Yeah, no, the Sharks I, have been left out of every playoff format. Which is great. That's fine. It's just unfortunate they don't have their first round pick. But it's not that unfortunate because Eric Carlson's on the team for life. So um, I think, though, well, since we're going to talk about this for kind of a second, though, they are talking, I guess, about bringing these guys together to have like a couple warm-up games, basically. I don't know if it's like five games or something like that. So there might be a chance for all the like AHL Barracuda guys that we want to see. Maybe they might get a shot instead of calling back like your Carlsons and you know your your Couture's and Canes. Just let all the yeah, AHL boys send, play. Yeah, uh, John Leonard out there to get murdered against. Ah, <laughs> uh, they have Brinson Passagenuk now. Yeah, Brinson um, Passagenuk trying to play with John. Yeah, I. Burns will still play forty-five minutes a game. I mean, the but... team was half AHL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somehow Burns is going to come out of his his uh his ranch and and just light up his his the, duck blind. His own do you think Burns? Yeah. How Jack? Do you think Burns is right now? Because he's probably just doing nothing. He's just probably just eating and just working out right now. Like Burns I bet, is like dude. bench pressing a gazelle on his ranch. <laughs> That sounds great. If I didn't have to work, that's what I'd be doing too. Unfortunately, work. I don't know if life. maybe because if you guys read the Kevin Kurtz article, uh, Merkley got a you know he was he was very impressed with Burns. Maybe they'll send Merkley down to Burns's ranch, and you'll just come back like you know six foot, like two ten, indoctrinated. Just, yeah, Merck's, yeah just, Oh God, Merks is definitely just working out, cramming home built bars. He's gonna come to the training camp with like. 30 extra pounds of muscle on him. People are he's already, like, who he's, is this kid? He's already up to 12, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, yeah this kid's... Are, is he really? Is that, is that yeah. a thing? Is that they, a said he was, they said he's yeah. 182, but at training camp last year, he was 170. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Wait, who said he's, he's 182? Like, he did, in the article. What article? Yeah. Of course. Kevin Kurtz interviewed uh, him. He had an Merkley article and, on, and, uh, on Tuesday. And, yeah, and yeah. DW the Younger. Today's Tuesday. Yep. When did he... Yes, I missed the DW the Younger article. Those are my favorite articles, actually. I like interviews. Uh, it was just DW the Younger saying vague hockey platitudes about ah. Ryan Merkley, <laughs> and then it was yeah. Ryan Merkley uh, getting questioned. Um, the biggest thing about that, though, to me, was that uh, Ryan Merkley like fully was like, "Yeah, I didn't make Team Canada because my past stopped me from right. making Team Canada," and he was like, "I was an asshole, but now I'm trying not to be that way." Um, the one thing that was weird though is that. They kept saying his emotions on and off the ice, but like, I'd rather he be fiery and competitive on yeah. the ice. That's I mean, fine. as long as he doesn't take dumb penalties, that's it. like I don't want to. Well, he doesn't. He just whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, like, chews out his teammates and like smashes his stick off the crossbar and stuff. Which like, oh, that's fine. That's fine. Who gives a shit? Yeah, God yeah. forbid someone shows a little emotion out there. So, guys, you know, we've talked about kind of working out and kind of like gaining some weight. So, you know, it's a good good thing to eat before you start working out. If you want to, you know, if you're like Merkley, you're a scrawny well, kid, after, you got to put on some pounds. Eating before you work out is a pain in the ass. But, you know, you got to get a little nutrition. You don't want to be like empty stuff. Like a banana. But, yeah. Or, you know what else is a good option? Built Bars! Built Bar! Yeah. So, Built Bars is the best tasting protein bar ever. Uh, they're tasty. They taste like a candy bar. And they come in 16 amazing flavors. So they have eight chocolate and nut flavors, or if you don't like nuts, um, or if you're allergic to nuts, they have eight chocolate and nut-free flavors. Uh, the bars are 100% covered in chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. Uh, they're also healthy, so if you're a health-conscious guy uh, or gal, and you need to lose some weight, or if you're like Merkley, you need to kind of, uh, you know, you gotta, you got to bulk up and get some energy, they're the way to go. Uh, Low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They come in awesome flavors like peanut butter brownie or mint brownie. 
And then right now, Built Bar and Locked On have a cool promo. If you go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, use the promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, folks, now that we're done talking about food, we're going to talk about a one Jean-Luc Foodie. I always thought it was Foudy until I heard people say his name. So I'm I have little... a question. Yeah. Is Jean-Luc Foodie related to Liam Foodie? Yeah, he's his younger brother. Yeah. So Liam Foodie was taken 18th overall by Columbus two years ago, I believe. It's Columbus, please. Thank uh, you by much. Columbus, sorry. Um, he played with Merkley on the uh, on the Knights this year. He played in London? Nice. Um, yeah, Liam Foodie was the top-line center of the London Knights oh, this awesome, year. Oh, awesome, awesome. Okay, yeah. so yeah. So that, that that's funny because um, 90% of the scouting reports about this kid start with, like, younger brother of Liam Foodie. I'm just like, what? that has nothing to do with this dude's ability. Anyway, it's funny because once or twice people have referred to him as, like, the more skilled version of his older brother. And yet he's being talked about as, like, maybe the second round or something because he didn't score a lot of points this year, um, which is kind of funny. I'm like, if he's more skilled than the guy who went at 18 overall, doesn't make Fun any fact, sense. Yeah. That was said about uh, Eli Manning was the more skilled of the Manning brothers. Oh, God. Well, one, of the, one of them has two MVPs, uh, Super Bowl MVPs. So yeah. I'm just saying it was, you know. Uh, food, <laughs> Eli Manning. Good God. Re- really, 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 though? I think that scouting report is correct because one of them didn't open mouth kiss Papa John. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, not that you know of, not publicly anyway. Yeah. Uh, so Jean-Luc Foudy is a five foot eleven, hundred sixty-eight pound center for the Windsor Spitfires in the OHL. He plays center now, as I mentioned, but it sounds like he may project to play winger in the NHL if he ever makes it there. He was ranked thirty-third among North American skaters by Central Scouting at midterms, or sorry, now uh, that's down from twentieth at midterm. So he he's fallen. And I think even at the end of last year, people were talking about him as a pretty clear first round pick. And now he's kind of a, a borderline guy. Um, actually more second round pick uh, by a lot of folks on Twitter that I follow that do rankings. He's ranked more in the 40 to 45 range. And um, some of the more established publications like McKean's and hockey prospect and that sort of thing have him in a similar range. So he is kind of top of, to the middle of the second round these days. Uh, Byron Bader, who has the site hockeyprospecting.com, his model believes, based on nothing but point-per-game scoring adjusted for league, believes he has a 37% chance of becoming an NHLer, which is a good bit above average, and a 5% chance of becoming a star producer, which is 0.7 points per game in the NHL, which is about your average chance uh, among forwards. His point-per-game scoring dropped a bit from last season. He put up 43 points in 59 games, which is about 0.73 points per game. After you adjust for his league uh, and the fact that I think CHL scored a little bit higher this year than they have the last few seasons, uh, you could probably adjust that down a bit to about 0.68 points per game, at least my very crude adjustments, so yell at me if I'm incorrect there. Pick 224. Dot com has a little bit more in-depth take on some of those stats. So I looked at all the 73 draft year or draft first year draft eligible OHL forwards, and he ranks 26th out of 73 uh, for them in terms of, of estimated ice time, which 
is not ideal. I think you do, even though these guys are young, I think one clear mark of a player who is as far established above his teammates is someone who gets played a ton by his coach. So it's a little bit of a little bit of a question mark there, I think. Um, despite that, he ranks 17th in estimated primary points per 60 minutes. So he is doing fairly well with the minutes he's given, although his goals for percentage relative to his team at even strength is negative 9%, which is in the bottom 25 of that group of 73 OHL forwards. So that suggests that he's either having trouble scoring points or the team is giving up too much points with him on the ice or both. Um, we can sort of figure that out a little, little bit later. Mitch Brown tracks some of the guys in the CHL and, US, and USHL. Um, and his transition game is sparkling. He has done very well in terms of his zone entries and exits per 60. Uh, the one the one place where he struggled a little bit is his controlled entry success relative to his team. But that might just be the case that the team defers to him when he's on the ice. And so he has such a high volume of zone entries that um, other guys with, with fewer zone entries but more a higher percentage might just be a little more variance there. Um, and despite his poor relative goals forward numbers, he was involved a lot in the back check per these tracking stats. So uh, I think it's important to know that as Will Scouch pointed out earlier on the podcast this week, that Foodie is someone who has some exciting tools and is playing better than the stats he's put up, uh, partly because he plays for a team that, that isn't too great this year in the Windsor Spitfires. So I will say only about six teams in the OHL have scored more goals than they have. So you still would like to see more points, but it sounds like he is doing mostly all that he can, but is a bit unlucky not to have more uh, ticks in the goals and assists column. JD, before we get into some of the scouting reports, you want to run us through some of the video that you watched? Yeah, so the first thing that I noticed is this dude is fast so uh i kind of dug into it his mom is an olympic silver medal uh medalist sprinter and his dad played professional football so uh definitely has the right genes uh but yeah super fast um you could tell he's able to kind of uh control the puck in small spaces which is nice too um he kind of does he's only got like one move he's kind of has that vander kane thing where um, he comes flying down the side and then he basically tries to kind of hold on to the puck and either like and then just dump uh dump it into the middle for someone to try to make uh make a uh, play from there so um when it works it works but you it's one of those things where you kind of hope that um he can kind of figure out some other tools to kind of work off of that. So, and I think that might be a reason why his points were down this year, because uh, other teams figured out, hey, this is what he does, and he hasn't kind of worked on that, like, that second pitch type thing. So where, um, you know, maybe instead of passing it where he does something else to try to set up his teammates or takes it to that, like, a kind of team of Meyer, you know, power forwards it. So, um, but yeah, his skating, very smooth, very fast. Um, you know, his, his puck control is really nice as you were kind of saying with his, uh, entries and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. And, you know, he's, he's got good size frame. So, you know, once he puts on a couple pounds too, so. That all sounds, uh, intriguing. I think to say the least, not necessarily, not necessarily like a Holy smokes. I mean, Mikel Bodker is really fast and, uh, <laughs> pretty good in transition. 
And I bring him up because I, I was trying to think of players who made the NHL kind of based on their speed um, and who were solid in transition, but maybe didn't quite do a whole lot else at that level. And his foodies scattering reports read fairly similar to the, to the two or three of Mikel Bodkers that I pulled up before this. So that's a little scary. Um, not, not really. Necessarily, doesn't necessarily mean anything. But you, well, I mean, Mikel Bodker in the second round. Yeah, if you're getting no, Mikel Bodker in the second round, I, yeah, I, I suppose so. Um, so yeah, so we can start with the obvious. Tony Ferrari from Dauber Prospects says his skating remains elite, and he can dazzle at times in transition. Eric D from On the Forecheck says that he's an incredibly strong skater with a quick and fluid stride. Kyle, how do you feel about quick and fluid strides? He fast. He's fast. Basically, he's fast. That's it. That, that's <laughs> his thing. Is he's fast. All uh, right. He's fast. That's that's easy. I think I think we can all mostly agree that being fast is a good thing. Being an excellent skater per your draft class is a good thing, especially considering that the NHL is getting more skilled. It's getting faster, maybe a little smaller. So he'll have no problem keeping up with play, uh, provided his own hands keep up with him. So, yeah, fa- fast is good. He just can't do anything else. Right, and that is that is a concern. Um, so Tony Ferrari also writes that he passed the puck to the middle of the ice in the offensive zone at a near elite level, and he understands that funneling the puck to the slot and net front area creates the most dangerous chances. So he went to hockey school 101. That's good. Those are good things. <laughs> cool. Who was he passing to? Nobody? Because, yeah. That well, yeah. so that appears to be the case. So Will Coyle is someone that um, Will Scouch told us he was playing a lot with, and he is kind of your power forward archetype who might not have the best hands or best uh, finishing abilities in the world. So this is why it's important to look beyond the point per game scoring rates and such, because um, if you you know, it's one thing in the NHL to be like, oh, well, this guy had bad puck luck or was passing to bad teammates, but like these guys made the NHL. So clearly they have some degree of finishing. It's another thing to be like, yeah, this dude is playing in juniors with a couple of dudes who like may never make it to the NHL or even the AHL kind of thing. And that's fair to sort of be like, well, this dude probably could have had 10, 15 more points in the season. If like Will Coyle was slightly better at finishing. Um, Because Ferrari also writes that he's a slick playmaking center who finds his teammates with exceptional vision, vision and an outstanding passing ability. And now exceptional vision, good vision type of words are things that were an outstanding passing ability are some of the types of phrases and words that showed up on the um, scouting models that looked at scouting reports to try to evaluate prospects. So those are positive signs, I think. Uh, Kyle does slick playmaking center who finds his teammates with good vision and sort of a guy who knows to pass toward the center of the ice. Do those stand out to you as positives? Uh, it feels like they're kind of just saying stuff about him. Um, cause he was seventh on his yeah. team in, in scoring. So like I, what slick playmaking, right? Like at right. some point, at some point you got to make your guys around you better, especially if you're a center or whatever. But like, yeah, sure, he can be a slick playmaker and stuff. He's fast, and it can be a slick playmaker, but it's not resulting in anything. And it's not mm-hmm. like he was, like you said, it's not like he was playing with complete losers. Like Will Coyle and Ruben Rafkin are both going to get drafted this year, and Igor Afan Afanasiev was drafted by by the by the 
whatchamacallit, the the Predators, and Tyler Angle was a seventh-round pick. So it's not like he's playing with complete bums. So I'm just it just seems like he's getting the vag, uh the vague scouting report because he's really fast and his brother played in the NHL. So they're like, Oh, he must be good. And they kind of right. giving him the, the vague. He's good at passing to the center of the ice. There's no description on how he beats defenders or what he's doing. He's just passing to the center of the ice. Mm-hmm. And it seems the, some of the descriptions I have uh, seen of him suggest that he's mostly using his speed to get by defenders, which again is all good uh, when you're playing, when you're playing juniors and, and not everyone's a great skater and, and most of the players you're playing against aren't even going to make it to the AHL, let alone the NHL. Uh, but when you get to the NHL, like you said, Kyle, these are you know the best skaters in the world, pretty much. Um, it's not going to be quite as easy. Um, if you're a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Sharks is a great way for your local business to reach San Jose Sharks fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with San Jose Sharks fans with a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve locked on advertising success. Once again, text word advertising to 33777 or visit locked slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. So I think that, that we have a decent idea uh, of his, his positive traits that he he's fast. He's an amazing skater. He is great in transition and he knows where to look to find teammates but it sounds like he might not exactly be connecting uh, on those passes, whether or not that's totally his fault or a combination of him and his teammates fault. You'd like to see a little better description of like, Hey, the passes he's making aren't just like chucking it to the, to the, to the slot and hoping something happens. It's like, Oh, he's finding open guys through lane sort of thing. So it's like you said, the vagary is a little tough. It's not ideal. Now we can get into some more of the negatives. Uh, Brock gotten of OHL prospects says that um, he wants him to attack the middle of the ice more with his speed. He can be kept to the perimeter currently, and while his speed is impressive, teams neutralize it by challenging him to bring the puck to the net, keeping him outside rather easily. Bill Plazic from DraftSite echoes that and says that this juncture is basically a super fast perimeter player. So I think of like a faster Kevin LeBanc kind of thing. Um, Kyle, yeah, well, Kevin LeBanc's not fast at all. So, no, that's why I said a faster um, Kevin LeBanc, but in, in terms of being a perimeter <laughs> player, <laughs> um, yeah, he's got to just like it seems like you're swinging for all upside here where there's some sort of latent talent, um, hiding in there, and he's really fast. So, like, fast is a good thing because that means he's gonna be able to keep up and/or beat. Like, think about it, there is slow guys in the NHL, like Roman Polak is out there on an NHL team, so. There's tons of dudes that he's gonna be able to just, <laughs> yeah, that he's gonna be able to skate. I think let's 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 use the NA, San Jose defenseman. Who will he be able to just pure outskate? Vlasic. Most of them. Who? Most of them. Most of them, yeah. Other than Eric Carlson and maybe Ferraro, he's outskating all the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. So like 
that's a skill that you can translate well, and it'll be it'll help him create offense at first. But it seems like the talent is just not catching up to where he is. So that's probably why he's falling down the board. But taking him at like 35 or whatever doesn't seem to be that big of a risk because he's going to be able to at least skate fast and get you pucks. Yeah, that's what Scouching or Scout said. Um, you know, he was on our podcast where it's like, he might be one of those guys where like, if he can put the tools together and then it's like, wow, how did that guy fall that far into the second round? So, you know, he's definitely, I think he's one of the booming, kind of biggest boom and bust guys that we've looked at where like, if he basically is just the one trick pony that we talked about where he can't, uh, where he's just, I'm going to dangle on the outside and hold on to the puck. And then that's going to lead to nowhere. And he can't think of, can't figure out that next move or how to kind of keep building his game. Then he's, you know, definitely not going to make it, but if he can build, uh, you know, more moves and kind of diversify his game. And then as well as keeping his, his speed and, and stuff, that's where you can see the potential. I like, uh, I like that. And I like, you know, at, at a very sort of superficial level, which is kind of just a bit below where we've, or a bit above rather, where we've been able to get through reading these scattering reports is that um, he offers a ton of speed, but maybe that's something that's getting sort of maybe pushing him a little too high or people are maybe a little too biased almost watching tape of his speed and, and, and getting tricked into thinking that uh, speed and skill are, are sort of synonymous with one another. I will say that there are, and I, again, didn't pull these out, but I wanted to highlight the major things. Some scattered reports that talk about the fact that his hands are solid and, and we touched on his vision a little bit. So he's not totally uh, devoid of any sort of ability to move the puck or find guys and pass the teammates and that sort of thing. But it just wasn't quite putting it all together as people wanted him to this year, I think. Uh, but will... Scouch offered a slightly rosier version of that, which is that he's doing a lot of things right, um, and they just aren't turning into points, not necessarily due to fault of his own. So plenty to work on here. Speed, there is skill there. There is ability, uh, but he needs to realize that he can't just enter the zone past everyone at the next level, spin around, and try to find the easy pass to the slot. Um in in leagues that are harder and harder there's gonna have to figure out different ways of creating offense that works for me in nhl 2k or i don't know what the big deal is so. <laughs> yeah, NHL, <laughs> nhl 20 that's great that's what kyle did yeah Enter, i just pull up stop wheel back find the guy across the blue line and and see what happens it works it I works know, yeah. it works so yeah if you're playing video games he'll be a lot of fun i'm drafting yeah. uh nhl 20 NHL 20, 21, 21 i guess yeah yeah um, you can draft him now you can draft him now? No, he's not available now, is he? Did he show up in, in the 2021 draft? Yeah, you play you play through the season that you get, and at the end you get this draft. Yeah. Um, should be but they that, don't yeah. necessarily have every they don't always have every single player though. Oh yeah, they know, do. Either. He's I in mean, the OHL, buddy. I, yeah, all right, man, well, away I, their I only take dudes <laughs> that the that the video game says are elite. So uh <laughs> if he doesn't if he doesn't have the elite potential, then see it, dude. So uh I think we have I think we have the makings of someone who, who does have some dazzling potential. needs to needs to harness it a little bit more. Needs to focus on, um, on doing things a little a little bit more with purpose. I think, um, and we'll need to learn to adapt to leagues that make it harder for him to blow past everyone and skate in circles in the offensive zone. 
Uh, boys, any any last thoughts from either of you? Yeah, I wouldn't take him with the first pick the Sharks have, and I probably wouldn't take him with the next pick. I think he's a guy that maybe you can talk yourself into with like 35, but I think you kind of wait it out. And if he's there at 55, that's more of like an ideal because he could be really good. Um, I think there's a high variance for him, whereas like Noel Gundler is going to have the skill to back it up and make the team or or Mishak or Cormier or Paterka. They're going to have the skills to make some teams, whereas I think there's more of a variance with him. Um, so if you take him with that third pick in the in the top 60, you're mitigating some of that value, but it's also like he'll be there sort of like I don't some enterprising GM might swoop him up at like 32, but I think you kind of wait and see if he's there at like 55 and then just be like, we got to steal sort of. Yeah. Makes sense. I like it. I'm with you there. He's going to be probably near the end of our big board currently from what it sounds like. I, I like, I'm with you, Cal. Jean-Luc Foudy wouldn't be a bad pick. I wouldn't be upset depending on where they take him. I don't think I'd like him with, pick 28 or pick 34 yeah. but pick 55 I, 60 whatever great definitely not in the down. first round yeah definitely not in the yeah. first round no, yeah, if, if he's your third if if you make all your picks and he's your third pick that's a nice pick or if it's the middle of the second round if you drop if you trade back and he's like the middle of the second round then that's a great pick but yeah don't reach don't reach don't reach for foodie despite <laughs> don't reach dazzling, for the food. I'm reaching for foodie no reaching for foodie uh despite the dazzling skating and slick hands i think there are some different options uh, with maybe similar upside and, and a more complete skill set in the same range or, or slightly or just above him. Um, it's going to do it for I, what were we calling this? Eric's Eric's what was Eric's Fun Boy Eric Friday. Eric's Fun Boy Friday. That's going to do it for Eric's uh, Fun Boy Friday. Um, thanks for tuning in. Let us know how you feel about these bizarre scouting reports on Twitter. We are at Locked On Sharks. Uh, JD is available if you want to ask him about where he finds all these sweet video highlight packages of these players that we talked about at myfryhole, hint, youtube.com. Kyle it is works. here if you need someone to translate vague scouting reports. He is available at Kyle Demetrius, D-E-M-E-T-R-I-U-S. And then uh, Eric's available if you want... Uh... Uh, the best way to break down your NHL 20 team and tank and get all the best pro or get 31 seventh round picks. Uh, you can find him at foul ball 15. And that's going to do it for us this week, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week with three to five episodes on some sort of topic structure related. We'll figure it out later. <laughs>